Right, welcome everyone. This is the Chat Footy Podcast. I am Chris Phelps and I am really pleased to say that I have a co-host today. My good friend, Mr. Dave Horrocks, is on to give me plenty of Liverpool abuse. How you doing, hey, man? Chris, how's it going? So it's been a few weeks, hasn't it, before, well, since we last had a podcast together. So we've both been doing our individual things, but uh, it's good to good to get on together every now and then. It is, to be fair. And obviously, with you being a Liverpool fan, Dave, I have had comments that the best podcasts off some of the listeners have been when I haven't been on because it's been mainly about Liverpool. But that's probably <laughs> from a Liverpool bias. And I'm sure it's uh, the other way around when I've talked about United. But no, it's good. He's good, I think, to be fair, because obviously we've laughed and jokes, and I'm so glad, Dave, that United are actually winning because <laughs> Ben, and we know we need to get back on. Obviously, he's done them with you, but but Ben has just reveled in this more than you have, hasn't he? And now we we could this we've talked about this today. We could decide quite a lot what's going to happen this season. It's more than more than most seasons I I can remember. Anyway, it's it's going to be. Uh... Well, it has been a roller coaster already. You know, if you think about it, right? <laughs> a few, what, a couple of months ago, I mean, Ben and I were having a ball, uh, sort of laughing at the atrocious football that was being played and the, the underperformance of the United team. And um, yeah, that's all. That's all turned around now. I mean, plenty uh, else. Solskjaer's on on for the the greatest win record of any starting United manager isn't he you know he's he's. I said he had a really good run of fixtures you know and it was the Spurs game that was a, a potential one that might trip him up but he's navigated that and you know you look at the next few fixtures as well I think Arsenal potentially tricky but they're not the most consistent team they, they can be great and they can equally be woeful so you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if we get to that next game at Old Trafford, Manchester United versus Liverpool, and you've still got a hundred percent record. And yeah. I, let's face it, the fans would like nothing more right now because uh, obviously, you know, you guys winning the league would be the best thing, but stopping Liverpool from winning the league would be second only to that, I think. So oh, the, the the team and the fans and everyone will be banged up for it, I imagine. I think it'll be carnage at Old Trafford on that one, Dave. I think, I agree. I, I totally agree. And and also the thing is, it, it could be, a, we, we could say a lot and do a lot with the title, but we could also just do nothing. We could end up being both of you. And you don't, you know, you're in the same position you are now sort of thing. Because I still think City have got, a bad performance in him. I just think at the moment you guys are just playing too well and too consistent. You've got, it looks to me, even though the football's a lot better, you've got that thing what Leicester had where they went past Christmas and then they really started to believe. And that's what I can see in the games, especially like at the weekend as well. You know, you've, it's, it's like, um, you know, making me feel sick saying this, but you are the best footballing team at the moment. I think, you know what, I, my mind, often wonders back to 2009 though because I think we had the best first 11 back then yeah the big difference was though United had the best squad so when we had to rotate when we had to go into you know when we didn't have you know Gerard was playing probably at the peak of his, uh, you know, the best he'd, he'd ever played. Torres was absolutely on fire and would never play again like that 
before and after in in his career you know he had Mascherano in there you know everything I I think the first that first 11 was the best team that year but then you kind of drop those players out and you you're getting into the likes of cinema pongol i go biscan yeah <laughs> you know these these nobodies and the performance levels of the overall team just dropped massively so i think we're in a similar position now where i i do think that first 11 probably or possibly arguably is the best in the league right now but the resources that City have, you know, and and the squad that they built up, that expensive squad that they built up, that is better, hands down, that is better. So it just depends, you know, can we get to the finish line before them? And you know, I think this this could be a record for you know one and two in terms of total points accumulated, because. Neither of them really look like dropping points at the minute. No, Although, as I say that, I was sweating a bit on Saturday, I have to say. This is well Palace, didn't they? Well, I think this was almost... I mean, it's funny you say about us playing well. I, I don't really think we've played that well this year. I mean, we've done it in fits and spurts. So, you know, second half against against United when Shakiri came on is... is one of those spurts where we played quite well but we've just been I don't know like professional and and it, it's not been the Klopp of the first few years so Saturday though it was like Klopp's first full season where Crystal Palace were just defending deep and we were just falling for it you know we were getting bodies forward to try and work an opening and then they were just catching us on the break and then if they lost the ball they were right back again just leaving one man up th up front and, and I have to say Zaha had a fantastic game he, he just gets better and better and I have to wonder how long is he going to be at Palace because you know he, he is wasted there for me he is I mean I I never wanted to get rid of my old Trafford I remember watching his first pre-season in 2013 and obviously he was always go down as Fergie's last signing for United because he signed him before he retired and it's one of them where he just didn't get a fair crack I mean Moyes there was all the rumours about Moyes and, and uh, sorry Zaha and Moyes' daughter which was obviously unfounded but it just seemed to be it was just a clash of personalities the guy when you listen to it now he's obviously suffered some sort of mental breakdown didn't he he got to United and was just in awe of the, of the place and then it just went he just went backwards for him and he never played after that. And I was ashamed because when he did play Dave, there was someone there. Van Gaal didn't play him either. And, and he's another one you're thinking, God, you know, I might not say Solskjaer, even I think maybe Mourinho might have played him, you yeah. know, before. And it's a shame that we, we got rid of him. But is he also a big fish in a small pond? You know what I mean? Maybe that's this is his level. Like well, Balotelli. Yeah, I mean, possibly you might say, is he a Letizia? You know, he's, mm. he's quite happy being being there I don't know I kind of think he, he was pretty unlucky I th if I had a, a minute to speak to to Zaha I would just say look look at Salah right he went to United uh, he went to Chelsea it was too early for him he definitely didn't he didn't get a fair crack of the whip but when he got time he didn't really 
he didn't show it instantly. And, and again, that's that's because he he'd come as a young man. You know, he's very raw. Look at him now. Yeah. You know, Kevin De Bruyne as well. So for me, Zaha should move to a, a bigger club and and just give it a go because he honestly he looked devastating on Saturday. No, he did. He's a cracking player. And, and um, going, if you don't mind me, Dave, I saw an interview. I don't know if you saw. Did you see the interview Mourinho with Richie Keys on Being Sports? I I haven't seen it, but I've heard bits on the on the radio and I've read bits as well. And I think most of them are pure comedy. But I'll I'll let you go first. <laughs> yeah. No. Obviously, we always allude across all our podcasts that we are massive David Brent Office fans. Now, this interview, we had Richard Keyes, who looks now like he's got the same suit he had on 25 years ago when he created Sky, and he, and he literally needs a better suit and a bigger suit, unfortunately. But uh, he, he really is struggling, Richard Keyes, now as a presenter. I think his questions are just terrible, Dave. He's absolutely up the backside of everyone I've seen on there. You know, like, just... I put being sports on and see these interviews, and I just struggle, because I, I used to respect Richard Keyes, but I just think... He didn't ask anything too probing. I know that's not what I was getting onto, but he just—it was—it really frustrates because he used to like Andy Gray as well. But anyway, that's my little uh, moan there. But Mourinho starts and he just goes pure Brent, absolute pure Brent. It went down a rabbit hole that made no sense at all. It just—it was just nonsense. He's talking about like the club should do this, the club should do that. Yes. I agree, and he, was, he had a dig at Jurgen Klopp then saying, well, you know, three and a half years and they're stuck in by him and he's not won anything. And obviously Mourinho had won things, but he was sort of trying to say he's not had the backing like Pep, where yeah. Pep wasn't happy with the full-backs. He bought four full-backs, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you spent 400 million. And this isn't me slagging Mourinho off now he's gone, obviously, and, and just like totally trying to justify the fact the way we're playing with Ollie and all that stuff. And he proves in the pudding. He just literally down tools halfway through that second season. He just thought, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. I'm not going to actually walk, but I'm going to get myself sacked because I'm going to get 10 million for walking away. And that's to me, Dave, that's exactly what he engineered because look what Solskjaer's doing to the team. Yes, you are correct. There's some games there you'd expect United to win, even Mourinho in charge. But Tottenham away, we would no way we would have won that game. Mourinho in charge today. I'm telling you now, we would have just sat 10 men behind the ball, Fellaini, Matic and Herrera and hoping Lukaku would, would get like his shoulder onto a, a touch or something because he's a, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But, but I just think what he's saying is a valid point, but the way he said it, it's just coming across really bitter now and, and it's like you failed at Chelsea after you won the league. You failed, because you've got about Conte then saying, well, they won the league, but they were the most defensive team to win the league. But if that had been me, they would have got slagged off. But because it was Conte, it was all praised and all this. It was a masterclass. And it's like, you're just sounding bitter and bitter. If you weren't so nasty towards people and so standoffish, I don't think people would give them such a hard time. But you're just there all the time, isn't because of the way he is. Yeah, I think he's... He is becoming David Brent, and he just a little bit of. Uh, I don't know if you follow Deluded Brendan on Twitter, but he's <laughs> whoever, yeah, yeah. whoever's running that is quite funny. But you know, he, he got he got to that position, you know, in his last season where he was just seeing different things that everyone else was seeing. You know, you get absolutely. <clears throat> 
wipe the floor with and then he you know he talk about what great character they had and you know just utter delusion and and you have to say I, so I saw the quotes about you know Guardiola and Klopp so let's just let's just stick to the facts when Guardiola took over City they were not you know they're not like uh, it's not like picking up Huddersfield and having to build up a squad from scratch <clears throat> but they had a lot of aging players you know the likes of Torre was coming to the end he had to do a bit of a rebuild job and yeah. meanwhile that expectation that they're going to win loads of stuff is still there and so he made you could see what he was trying to do the, the way he was trying to play <clears throat> and he identified that the full backs were the key so they needed to go out they needed to spend money on finished product you know pacey uh, strong fullbacks, and that was going to give them the edge, yeah. and it did. And then yeah. they won the won the league with record points total. Yeah, I agree. With Klopp, what he's got into his head, and I don't know if is it mind games or is he genuinely this deluded? He's got in his head that Klopp just waves the checkbook around, and Liverpool buy loads and loads of players. I can tell you for years and years we have bought loads of players right one of them's popped up again at fulham ryan babble yeah yeah we bought loads of players that were kind of you know not not none of the top teams really after them but you know in that second tier of players that just might you know one of them like suarez just might come good and develop into a world-class player coutinho would be another one as well in Klopp's, and, and a lot of the managers would, would always be, you know, they'd bemoan the fact that they don't have these great players. What Klopp did in his first year, he brought in one player, right? It was an on-loan, Steve Kolker, <laughs> right? Yeah. That was it. And he was just trying to coach the players that he had. And then he gave them a chance. And then when he's had money, he's spent wisely. So he brought in Mane. He brought in Wijnaldum, who I thought, why the hell are you buying someone like Wijnaldum? And he's been great. You know, what he's... So, so you notice his signings more because he makes so few of them. In, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, he's, he's not wheeling and dealing. Again, you look at this, this previous summer window. So he brought in the goalkeeper, Alisson, for a world record fee. You know, a lot, of, a lot of teams will be jealous of being able to do that. But it's because he's not trying to buy three or four second-tier players and gamble on the fact that, you know, one of them might come good. He's no. just gone after, you know, this is the player we want. Um, What's his name? Uh, Van Dyke. Yeah. He's gone out of my head there. He waited half a season for him. You know, they were going to go in for him for the summer. And everyone's going, your defence is rubbish. What are you doing? <laughs> you need to sign a centre-back. Okay, you wanted Van Dyke. You can't get him now. Southampton are digging their heels in. Get someone else in. He's like, no, we'll work with what we've got. And we'll wait. So he waited and he got the man that he wanted. And I just think, I don't know what Mourinho's on where he thinks, you know, Klopp's had this infinite pool, but... And I don't have any uh, figures to hand, but I'm pretty sure Mourinho's outspent Klopp. 
Oh yeah, I think but the only one who, who has outspent Mourinho is Guardiola. So yeah. he, he has but, got no excuse, Dave. But when it, you know who did who did Mourinho buy? So he bought Pogba, right? You were using him well at the end. <laughs> uh, Lukaku, you know. Again, yeah. I obviously I have no love loss for uh, for United, but for me, what I can respect is that United DNA. You know the the quick, uh, incisive attacking. You know, pacey wingers, tricky forwards. Lukaku's not a Manchester United forward for me, no. and I'm sure I'd said to you that you know when you've got Rashford and Martial there, you know, getting splinters on the backside, there's something wrong there because there are players there who you know have more about them than Lukaku. Because we we had Benteke. I know he's dropped off a bit now, but if you're going to have a big lump up front, the whole team has to be built around it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you can't you can't have that incisive interplay that you can when you've got um, better quality forwards. So I don't know. I think <laughs> I'm not going to cry myself to sleep over over Mourinho thinking that Klopp's uh, had loads of money to spend, but you, you you do just wonder, you know, is he on that David Brent level of delusion to to lead him there? Yeah, it feels like he's on a PR exercise to me. If I was him, I'd just take a year off and then come back. I think he's, I think he's just he's just tarnishing his reputation now. You know, he he was one of the best managers, and I think he probably will be still one of the best managers. But he's becoming more apparent. He wants, like you just said, he wants a complete article. And at United, yeah, you inherited two crap squads, Van Gaal's and Moyes' squads. But it's one of them. He, 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 I can't. He can't buy 15 players, can he? Or 16 players. It's just not It's not feasible, is it? That's any manager's job. Yeah. So, apart from his Porto side, you know, that had the likes of Deco, you know, not, not bad players. Um, apart from that, where has he gone into a side and truly rebuilt them? He hasn't, has he? Well, that Chelsea side that he took over, you know, and, and got a blank checkbook for as well. Ranieri, I mean, they called him the Tinkerman back then. He'd assembled a pretty damn good side. You know, they had the likes of Desai at the back. And I, I just remember, because we were kind of, we'd fallen away from the top then and we're kind of jostling for that, you know, fifth and fourth position. And I, I just remember, they, they, we'd beat them every now and then, but they'd usually play us off the park. And so, I, yeah, there was a pretty good side there already, and then he added in, you know, the most expensive striker like Drogba, <laughs> yeah. Iron Robin. You know, he he basically bought the best that was available well, to add to an it? already great side. Exactly, Makalele, Balak, uh, yeah. uh, Essien was an absolute revelation when they first got in. Money was fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, very good point, Dave. Very good point. But yeah, it's just a shame. I think. He should just take it for what it is. He wants suited to United. I mean, you said it to me all along. I was a bit blinkered thinking, you know, he is going to turn it around. We won something the first season, but the football was just atrocious to watch. And at least now we're having a go, which is the main thing. And the confidence he's building. And the one player I did want to mention, obviously Van Dijk, he's been sensational for you this season, Dave. An absolute stalwart. If you lose him, that's going to be big 
problems for you guys. But is Lindelof? I've mm. slagged Lindelof off on this podcast. I've, I've slagged him off to all my friends. The same thing. I've been at Old Trafford watching him, and this season he's like Vidic. He's been absolutely since about October. He's been amazing, Dave. He gets he gets his head where no one else will. Ala Vidic. He gets his foot in. He's got a pass on him. He set a crack. So a couple of attacks up against Tottenham where uh, Rashford sort of scored and then Brighton as well but he's, he's slowly become a fan's favourite from someone last season where everyone was like this guy is you know he's up there with Fellaini mm-hmm. absolute crap but he's not he's been really good I, I won't be surprised if he's not pushing De Gea for player of the season this year and I never thought I'd said that about a few months ago I mean that's a good thing isn't it so so from a United fan's perspective because having your goalkeeper as the player of the season year after year yeah it's not a good thing really is it no no and it's not it's not he's the only world-class player we've had over the last few years i mean pogba is but he's the one the hair that's that's yeah. not we could have been embarrassed a lot in some of them games if it wasn't for him no i, th- I think uh, and isn't it amazing so a player like lindelof if you you know if you get a manager so solskjaer has come in said i believe in you you know and and well to be fair he'd already started on that upward curve hadn't he when Mourinho was there but you know thinking about the overall team you know he obviously just he gives them the freedom to play you know and you you sort of got the impression you know because i always think to luke shaw you know yeah i i don't know how he gets out of bed in the morning sometimes when you know when Mourinho was there because he, he just seemed to, he could do no no right. So, you know, giving your players that confidence and just go out and play. If you make a mistake, okay, that's fine. Just, you know, don't make the same mistake twice. So I, I think, you know, I didn't see it coming, to be honest, from Lindelof. Um, but yeah, yeah, he does. He's become a player, doesn't he? Yeah. So Dave, just before we go, um, predictions for the next few weeks what have you got obviously we're FA Cup on Friday against Arsenal so what have you got next we've got a nice lovely rest (laughs) (laughs) so we've got um, our next league game is against Leicester is that away no at home now Leicester are a bit of a, a bit of a funny one aren't they you know they they've had a huge amount of rubbish results and I'll, I'll be interested to see if Claude Puyel um, is actually still the manager there because in amongst you know they beat uh, they beat Chelsea and City back to back didn't they yeah. and looked pretty damn good it looked like the old title winning Leicester back you know soaking up a lot of pressure hitting teams on the break and Vardy looked um, pretty special but you know they seem to lose to everyone else, and uh, obviously the, you know the defending on Saturday was atrocious against Wolves. So you know you would have to the, the bookies will have that one as a strong home win. Yeah. Obviously, you know where we are right now. Um, as someone once said, it's it's down. To, you know, it's squeaky bum time. So I, I'm still going to be a little bit cautious, but. You would have to put that one down as a home win, wouldn't you? Yeah. So I'd, I'd yeah. say 2 0. Good stuff, good stuff. I think we, obviously, we're FA Cup Friday on TV, Arsenal away. I think we're going to win that 2 1. 
I think your F, I think your winning streak will continue. And Arsenal against the top teams, they don't tend to, you know, they'll have a good result and then they'll have a bad result. You know, and mostly they'll beat the rubbish teams they they expect to to beat. So they've just come off a great win against Chelsea. Um, so I I think you'll beat them as well. I don't think you'll have it all your own way, and I think De Gea will probably make about five match-saving saves. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think you'll win in that one as well. So I'll go, I'll go one nil. Yeah, you know, so Man United have got Burnley. So your big, uh, your big tips for the top four. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think that one will go? That's on. Uh, that's next Tuesday. Yeah, that'll be five 0 that Dave. Yeah, I think so. Burnley is shit, aren't they? Let's face yeah, it. I don't know yeah. what you were on when you were saying. That. I'm just a bit giddy. I think this one Dyke's talk it just got me all excited. I think. Oh, I do. I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. We're going to do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. Sounds like the, uh, the Tommy Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> It's only more like Jim Phillips off Coronation Street. It's only more like you, do you Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, great episode, mate. I really enjoyed it today. Really yeah, no, it. it's good stuff. Good stuff. And then also, just before we go, if you want to catch myself and Dave in the Comics in Motion podcast, get over to iTunes, Comics in Motion P on Twitter. And also, there's an extension of the podcast on the radio station Indie Rocks UK. On a Tuesday night, seven till eight, my day, Dave and myself walk through the reviews on the podcast, and we create it into a radio show with a load of music as well, and all indie based. And then I've got a show on a Saturday, eight till nine, which is an MMA, WWE, and boxing show. Which Dave is going to be coming on, right? Dave is a regular guest, so yeah, get over there, Indie Rocks UK, Twitter, Facebook, and get supporting us, guys. And final plug, I'll just say about the Grassroots Coachcast. So that's where myself and Ben talk about all things to do with coaching youth football at the grassroots level. Great stuff, mate. Great stuff. So, Dave, there's no point in leading us out. I'm just going to say that United are back. Well, we'll see. I <laughs> thought, I'll just say, right, I had United pipping Arsenal for that top four position. And you can't you can't argue United are top of the form table, but United it's not all in their hands. No, and no. I just wonder, you know, Arsenal have planted that seed of doubt in my mind. So uh, you say United are back, but uh, you're not really, are you? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're still languishing, you know. So when Solskjaer took over, you were fifth. Where where are you now? Uh, fifth. <laughs> <laughs> So United are back. Yep, just where I like you. Right. <laughs> I think we'll end it there, Dave. <laughs> oh, we'll just say, right, Fantasy League, you need to sort yourself out, mate. I've not even been on it. Since You're languishing at the bottom. Yeah, I've not even looked at it, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> you should do. I Ben's still top. He's been top from day one, but I'm closing the gap. Oh, so, uh, I'll have to investigate. Get yourself I'll on, me log it. I will do. Now, thanks a lot, Dave, and uh, we'll see you soon, guys. All right, mate. Take it easy.